Hello everybody, my name is Stephanie, I am a Watson's Daily Ambassador and this week I will be joining Peter Watson for We Ask Watson. Hi Peter. Hi there, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, not bad, thank you. Not bad. It's been a while, it's been a while. Um, so, so, so Stephanie, um, what um, caught your eye today in Watson's Daily? The boohoo uh, set to buy Debenhams online business caught mm-hmm. my eye. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical, skeptical about um, the acquisition. Yeah. Um, simply because I uh, was initially um, thought about the different clientele that the businesses have. So Boohoo yeah. traditionally very focused on youth fashion. Yeah. Um, cheaper items of clothing, mm-hmm. accessories. Where Debenhams, they have. Um, clothing, uh, houseware, and their clientele is a little bit more mature. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the thing that concerned me most of all. I was, um, as I said, sceptical about Boohoo being able to um, retain Debenham's clientele, especially mm-hmm. if their uh, purpose for expanding and acquiring Debenham's online business was mm-hmm. to branch out and go beyond the youth fashion Mm, um mm. with all the with all the things that went on last year uh like the labor abuse mm-hmm. i thought that perhaps it could scare off debenham's uh clientele and boohoo would just potentially be left with um the youth uh clientele yeah. and not that many because let's face it how like what useful people shop at debenham's mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah I mean, not, I, I, not sure about it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I reckon that um, you know, Boohoo traditionally has um, is aimed um, at, at the at the youth market. Um, I think that the youth market has. Um, I think I've probably said this before, but uh, the youth market has has suffered um, a, a exponentially uh, compared to older people uh, in terms of employment um and and you know and losing jobs and things so i always thought well i've thought that over certainly over the last year that um to be big in that segment is a bit precarious uh, and that's why for instance i think um companies like klarna um should be you know I, i'd be very wary of them because they they have the exposure to this market but anyway with regard to this actual um this particular deal that we're talking about today, um, it does sound initially a bit strange um, that something like Boohoo, which is, I would say, is pretty targeted. You know, it it doesn't try to be all things to all people. It has its, you know, it has its niche brands, and it's been doing it's been doing pretty well on its own. So why does it need to go and buy, you know, fuddy duddy uh, Debenhams, which is kind of I don't know. I mean, it. I. I just. I think that it. It's got a. It has got a much broader um, demographic, but it's also got a much broader um, product range as well. So, I mean, I can see in a, in a way. Um, so, on the one hand, I can see why they do it from a product perspective because that will hopefully help them uh, broaden their broaden their range, which is which is good. Um, you know, sort of homewares and 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 I, I guess you know makeup and sort of beauty and that sort of thing but um in terms of the actual demographic 
it does seem a bit strange. But then again, I suppose because they're not actually buying the stores, um, it's not it's not such a bad thing because I guess they can they can change the um, identity more easily if they don't have to, you know, if they're not dragged down by the stores. So, I mean, that's that's certainly a positive, I would have thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You, are you a... Uh, are you are you a, 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 a um, do you do you get boohoo stuff often and 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 go in Debenhams as well? I, I don't know. I would let, I let probably go in Debenhams a little bit more than I do purchase from boohoo. Yeah. Simply because um, I I when I purchase things I want them to last a little bit longer, which is why I would go to somewhere with um, where the the quality is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes me think whether the day and age that we're living in now, do people mm. want things to last as much? Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, of course, people are um, worried about jobs. So that, that aspect of um, wanting to go somewhere that's a little bit cheaper. Um, mm. Will Boohoo... Uh, lower Debenhams prices is down to meet Boohoo's reputational prices or mm. will they improve mm. the quality and um, yeah. and raise the prices up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult to say, isn't it, really? I mean, I, I think that um, on the one hand, I think that um, uh, we've seen that Boohoo, Boohoo has been particularly successful um over the last few years because they provide cheap fast fashion um and you know people have been um buying it and and been propelling them to to success um now you know you've 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 then had um you know a lot more um uh, climate activism going on over the over the last few years and some of the um methods that um uh, that uh companies like this choose to 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 get those uh to make sure that they can make those articles at, at, at a very low price um all of those all of those things have come under scrutiny and then of course we had that thing in in leicester um last year where boohoo was um you know caught having with a factory where they were paying under the minimum wage and everyone got all a bit funny about it um quite rightly but then literally about a month or so later they um, unveiled um amazingly good results and i think that since then they've rate they've raised targets and all sorts so you know i do think that um for boohoo in 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 general and fast i suppose more broadly fast fashion which is interesting i you know i'm i'm a <laughs> middle-aged guy talking about fast fashion but but hey let's let's just uh live, you know let's just keep with it but uh, you know the you know the the um with regard to fast fashion as a whole it just seems to me that people say one thing i.e i i want to be everything to be sustainable and make sure that everyone's paid properly and stuff um so what they say that and what they do is is different you know they they on the one so they'll probably say oh look i I really want to make sure that you know they're not using they're not using kids in a a third third world country to to put this together and paying them you know 2p per garment and then on the other hand they go in and go oh 
um, there's a top there for three pounds. I think I might buy it. You know, so it's just one of those. It's just one of those things, isn't it? I think um, there there really is, a, especially now because um, times are hard. Um, uh, unemployment is up. People have general. A lot of people have a lot less money. You know, they feel that they don't have the luxury of being able to be ethical in a way. I mean, I know you can be ethical without spending money, but it is definitely harder. I would say. Yeah, you're right. I think it was last week that um, there was an article about Boohoo and yeah. it showed that one of their manufacturers through the supply chain um, didn't have adequate COVID guidance in place. So mm-hmm. these things are still going on, but people are still shopping there. And yeah, yeah I, I think that people are living in a little bit of a COVID bubble at the moment and doing yeah. what they need to do yeah to get through I think it so. i think so so you know they i i, I would imagine people are sort of buying stuff and they go well i'll i'll grow a conscience later when um when i've got uh, a bit more money coming in and possibly yeah. a slightly better job or something i don't know uh, i do hope anyway, they yeah. do it and do it well though because i think that it with boohoo injecting a little bit of its usefulness into debenhams it could mm. be on a kind of level with next yeah yeah create, what, create in, terms like of, that. in term in terms of what you mean the the, the products lineup yeah thing. so because um debenhams offer fashion beauty homeware it mm. For me, it draws comparisons to Next, and Next mm. has an older clientele than, say, mm. Boohoo. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still very useful. You do get a useful market there as well. So, mm. um, and they they do things quite well, I, I think. Mm. Anyway, so it would be nice to see Debenhams being spruced up because Debenhams mm. on its own wasn't working. No, they they could definitely do with it. Couldn't yeah. They? But um, I mean, taking that on, um, I mean, the other another story that sort of follows on from that. So Boohoo is looking to buy Debenhams, but then you've got ASOS lining up to buy Topshop. Um, And I just, you know, again, this is another one where they are looking to buy the brands and not the shops. And I think that actually I can I think that the ASOS thing with Topshop I mean, that makes I think that makes a lot of strategic sense, you know, in terms of what they their existing offering. Um, So I I think that makes that does make sense. Um, But the broader. um, Well, the broader issue of what the hell are our UK high streets going to look like is a real is is a real problem. It's a pressing problem. We're all in lockdown now. Uh, while we are in lockdown, all sorts of businesses are going under. And you think that you know, Arcadia consists of a number of brands, you know, your Miss Selfridge, um, Dorothy Perkins, Top Shop, Top Man, Burton. I mean, all these places, you know, they're, they're all gone. I mean, even the ones that are bought um, look like they're, you know, so Top Shop it will be bought and uh, a definite, you know, all these all these places, they're all going to be bought. Um, but no actual shops themselves and no people to work in those shops. So it's a, it's a real, you know, when we eventually get out of this lockdown, our high streets are going to look even more different than they did before. Um, and I just think that we are going to have huge 
holes in the in uh, in in the shopping experience that needs to be filled very quickly otherwise just fewer people are going to have reasons to actually wander you know have a wander do the window shopping or whatever um and and some actual shopping obviously but you know the this is really going to change the makeup of these places and um as as well as some of the um out of town places so if you've got out of town places which maybe have fewer shops perhaps but bigger ones um you know that those a lot of those places are going to be empty as well what do you think could replace the stores do you think that experiences could work could you perhaps i don't know i don't necessarily think having uh restaurants <laughs> and and things like that in their places is um the answer but what about things like i don't know arcades or bowling alleys or activities mm. like that where people could go and meet because i think that people are going to want to have human contact and they still want to go out mm-hmm. um mm. yeah it, replacing uh retail shops with with things to do you think that could yeah. work i i think i think it's a good idea and actually i would say the 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 a good one you could you could start straight away would be paintball <laughs> because you could you could go okay so the, the you go in there and you go okay you've got to pretend that this used to be a department store and you are defending the beauty section from the um from from your rivals um who are in the handbag section um at go <laughs> you know i mean that would be great um because you'd have all the props there be you'd have a mask um, on hand wouldn't you you have to, to yeah. put on a costume don't you it, it'd be awesome it'd be absolutely awesome you you know you could do so i actually let's do that steph i mean let's we should do this is a dragon's den idea um it's, it's stephanie and peter's um paintball it, uh, uh high street paintballing um that that that'll be the next thing but anyway no i think that um i think that yes experiences are good um there's gotta there's gonna have to be a bit of a balance though um actually yeah well actually that's the other thing I actually just thought of it escape rooms because those you know in going in uh, about a year or so ago before all of this started, escape rooms are really doing incredibly well, weren't they? So, I mean, actually, you'd be able to get more of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Uh, but anyway, anyway, so going back to it, I do think that um, there needs to be a balance. Um, I've always said that I think that what needs to happen is rather than um, retail zones and, and, you know, residential zones and things like that, and keeping those strict uh, differences, I actually think that you need to create... Um, mixed th- these zones need to become more mixed um i i was thinking you know i've, I've said um in the past that let's say for instance you've got uh um department stores and they have a huge footprint right slap bang in the middle of town and i think that rather than um rather than being a department store what they could become is sort of almost like mini cities within themselves so you go in you have you have some um, retail you have some leisure like you know coffee shops and and whatnot um and then maybe some a bit of a bit of um a bit of office space as well um and and then some residential you could even potentially have um you know like a a, a gym in there you know and then what you're doing is you're essentially creating like a uh, an installed customer base within this big 
um, you know, within this big building. And that in itself could draw people in. And if that draws people in, everyone surrounding it will also benefit as well. So, I mean, I, I really think that, you know, if we need, we could, there's, there's that, I think, for the, potentially for the department stores to, to have to go for mixed use. But then in addition to that, um, I, I think that, um, you know, councils and landlords and things will have to be more creative and uh, open minded about how what sort of tenants they have and what rental agreements, you know, not signing them up for agreements or time in for years, but maybe um, uh, zones where you have lots of um, you know pop up restaurants or you know that kind of thing where people who can who maybe have have been out of work you know been um, out of work let's say they've worked for Pret as a manager or something um, or or a big pub and and they get they decide they want to they know how to run a business because they've had that experience before and they start their own you know they put uh, their own startups together and uh, you know it, it seems to me a potential and I may be completely wrong here but I sort of think that this coronavirus is almost like it's, I think it's necessarily the death of the high street I think it is possibly the death of the chain, you know, it's death of the chain, um, but it might be the birth of, you know, an, a more independent um, high street, which actually I think as an experience would be so much better. But, you know, maybe I'm I'm being too optimistic. No, I don't think you are at all. I think that I think that that would make a much more pleasurable experience for the consumer and for business owners as well because they're not tied into uh, long-term contracts you know the future is Mm. so unpredictable and so uncertain it's Mm. I imagine it to be very stressful Um, Mm. we should rent out the high streets like we work offices where businesses can just rent a space and then you know trade up yeah I mean I think that the thing is, obviously, that will be a real pain for all involved, <laughs> which is probably why they don't do it at the moment. Um, but, you know, actually, what, what do you do? You know, you either get some money and get some tenants in or you get nothing. And with the prospect of it going getting worse because people just can't be bothered. I mean, you know, I take so I live in Guildford, right, which is quite a, you know, it's a commuter. It's a commuter place. It's quite it's quite affluent place. Um, and yet you know, you walk up there and you know that there will be all those holes in, in the, um, you know, as you walk up the high street. And I think, you know, the more holes there are, the few, because, uh, you know, until now, or until COVID, lots of people used to come in from surrounding areas to shop in Guildford. It's, it's, you know, it's quite a nice place. Okay, the parking's a bit dodgy, but in terms of, of finding anywhere, but, um, but you know, people like to come. But, you know, if if there if there is no, let's say, Debenhams, although the Guildford Debenhams is terrible, but um, the the um, you know there's there's no there's no House of Fraser, there's no this, there's no that. Then the people think, well, I don't you know I don't need to go there anymore because there's nothing there. I mean, I walk around, but you know there's nothing there's nothing really for me. So I think that it's it's um, uh, you know the the experience is definitely changing, and I. You know, I'd like to think that with councils, landlords and potential tenants all, I'd say, more on the, on the same page than they ever have been. Uh, maybe we could see a positive um, move here. But, you know, here's I hoping. think it needs to happen. I think I think something so good will go. come out of this. 
I really hope so. I really hope so because it needs to, doesn't it? We all need it. And I think the other thing as well is I think that the customers will really want this to work. You know, um, I, I was saying to you before that, you know, I really want to help, but you know, do my tiny bit um, to help the bit businesses that are local that, that are not the chains, you know? So when I go and I, buy coffee i will buy i won't go to starbucks i will go to the um the the, the guy that, that the um you know his sicilian family um owns a coffee shop which is brilliant um and i go there you know i'd rather support him um in terms of you know my kids were they they they've been going on about wanting a domino's you know um uh, this coming friday and yet you know, I don't want to go to Domino's. I want to say there's a pub up the road that does really great um, pizzas. I want to order from them because I want to I want to save the little guy. Um, so and I think that when we come out of this and people maybe get grants from the governments and things to start their own businesses, I do feel that people will really want to help um, the, these these independents uh, keep going more so than before, because I think before people were just oh, well, you know, I, I'll just go to this chain or that chain. Whereas now I think, you know, if they if they can see someone and they know that they're, you know, we all know how hard um, uh, coronavirus has been on, on many people, some a lot more than others. And I think that people, there is that human element. And I, I think that people will want to be part of that and to, and to um, you know, and to help these local mm, businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else, Peter, that you'd like to add? Um, just to say, uh, I'm doing an event tomorrow night um, about um, uh, current affairs um, and uh, I'm doing it with Jake Shogger and uh, you should be able to see all the, the links, etc. on on our on the uh, Watson's Daily Instagram um, and LinkedIn, etc. So please, please register for that. It should be a lot of fun and hopefully, um, you know, be good. There will be lots of stuff that that uh, hopefully that you will uh, people will find useful. Okay. Um, so anyway, so anyway, thank you so much, um, Steph, uh, for today. Uh, it's been, you know, it's been great. Uh, it's been great to talk to you again. Um, and thank you for the listeners listening. And um, we will be back. Thank again you, everybody. Tomorrow. Thank you, Peter. It was lovely chatting with you. Bye. All right. See you then.